Hello my lovely nerds and welcome to another episode of Game Factory Reboot Game Talk. Now you might be wondering, where was I during all this time? Like, I missed a few episodes. Well, I got my new um, vaccine shot and it did not bode well for me. So <laughs> I was out of commission for a little while and I had episodes that were basically recorded before. So they simply came. And there was, you know, no need for me to, you know, um, record anything. So that was actually really good for me because I got the time to get a little rest. So I hope that you guys also got your rest, that you're ready, because we have somewhat um, fun topics to talk about. And um, honestly, it's pretty cool. Let's see what happened in the world of gaming and uh, what can we find. It'll be Pretty cool, pretty cool. So, without any further ado, let's begin. Alright, so, since last year we had some news that I didn't cover, and I'm gonna cover those and uh, some of them, and move on. So it turns out that PlayStation Plus uh, perks that were leaked were actually true, so now we actually have Deep Rock Galactic, we have Dirt 5 and we have Persona, uh, Persona 5 Strikers, which were, uh, will be available on PlayStation Plus. They are already available, so if you want, you can play them. I haven't played Dirt 5. I don't know if it's a good game or a bad game, but um, I I'm not sure exactly. But you know, if it's in your style, if you like driving games, go for it. As for Persona, um, well, obviously, it's a great game. You're gonna love it, especially if you are a Persona fan, so you will not regret it. And as for Deep Rock Galactic, I have no idea what it is, but some people compared it to Terraria, and they're saying that it's a great game. So, people play it on PC, so that's why they like it. So, good for them. On the other hand, NVIDIA um, announced a special RTX event. At that event, they announced actually two new graphic cards. One of them was 3050, the other was 3090 Ti or Titan. So basically, Nvidia is like, oh, you want more of the current ones that we cannot manufacture and put out in the, you know, in the stores? Well, screw you. We're gonna make more that we cannot reproduce that quickly and you're gonna be happy about it. Why Nvidia? You should just focus on your current supply you're not doing well on that front just focus on that and do these ones later nobody's asking for them jeez also we heard that in the late 2000s rockstar new england had began working on on bully 2 the team thought it would be the next rockstar big rockstar game they apparently had a new system and new uh, kind of algorithm that would be very revolutionary however the game never came out and uh, it's kind of apparent that you know the game was you know basically killed off but they're saying that uh, that kind of algorithm is going to be used later in other games and apparently there was a playable version of it available so overall what the hell rockstar <laughs> like seriously it would have been nice to know that you know at least Bully 2 existed. 
Not just like this, to see that, you know, suddenly it died. Alright, continuing on from that, um, Atlas has announced that Shin Megami Tensei 5 has sold more than 800,000 units, copies, whatever you want to call them, since launch, making it the best-selling title in the series. While this is great news, comparing it to its own spin-off, Persona, it's kind of heartbreaking, honestly. I mean, Shin Megami Tensei obviously doesn't have the same charm as Persona. Never did. And the thing is that, as far as I'm hearing, since I haven't played it because I don't have Nintendo Switch, I hear that, um, you know, the game does borrow a lot from Persona. It has to, otherwise it won't be as successful. But the fact is that honestly, limiting it to just Switch could be a bad move. However, we did hear before that it will not be limited only to Nintendo Switch and that PS4 might be on the horizon. Maybe even PS5, who knows. But given the fact that Atlas right now is very cagey about any kind of detail regarding their upcoming games related to Persona and the, you know, overall um, news, it's kind of hard to know, but, well, the fact is that they have a new project coming, which people know it's not gonna be another Persona or Shin Megami Tensei game, um, and also, you know, we know that we have more 25th anniversary goodness in store, but, um, the problem is that right now we don't know exactly when or how we'll learn about these. Speaking of learning about things, Square Enix CEO Yosuke Matsuda says he wants to fully embrace NFTs, the metaverse, and blockchain-based games in a new public New Year's letter. He, des he decided to say that basically designing viable token economies into our games, we will enable self-sustaining game growth. Why, Square? I mean, this is weird. Like, I feel that most Square Enix employees are amazing. They they are really good. And they don't really get themselves involved with crap like this. But when it comes to, you know, their CEO, they just tarnish all that goodwill in just one second. Now, honestly, seeing that NFTs are unfortunately becoming a big thing, it's very scary to think that our industry leaders, at least, love to go in directions that are controversial and will cost them so much down the line. Think about it. When microtransactions were announced, like, many people hated it. They didn't like it. To this day, I don't still like it. I think it's stupid, predatory, and designed for you to pay. It's like gambling, honestly. And it was never beloved by anyone in the industry. No one liked it. Those who made money, of course they did. But, you know, it was never well designed or, you know, put in in a good way. Like, okay, I would say that something like Overwatch did it well. Because you could still get the things you wanted, but it, would, it was much, you know, it would take much longer. Or, you know, for example, Fortnite did it a little differently. They said, okay, you could still get stuff, but if you want the better stuff, you have to pay, which I think, again, is not really fair. Maybe I'm a good player and I just want to play through it and I don't want to, you know, pay. Or I can't pay. Or I don't want to pay. What's the deal? <laughs> Either way, microtransactions came 
and start to change things, right? They made it worse than they ever could have been maybe. Like for example, we had FIFA games, we have NBA games, the games that use this to further enhance their own games and uh, basically make you want to pay. That is a bad thing, but unfortunately during the years, they got away from it so long that basically it took us years to catch up to them and be like, no, 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 don't do this anymore. And still, we don't know that if, if we have the power to enforce them to be better at doing this. Anyways, NFTs are another thing that honestly, I don't think small studios, big studios, maybe, so no studio should ever go for this kind of thing, let alone the big publisher. We remember Ubisoft did it. And when Ubisoft did it, they got lots of dislikes on their channel to the point that they had to remove comments and, of course, you know, dislikes thanks to YouTube. But they basically, I think they kind of backtracked from that because they suddenly changed that studio that was making NFTs to announcing that, yes, we're making Splinter Cell game remake. So I don't know if they actually backtracked, but... It seemed like they were like, okay, this backfired. We can't continue. As for Square Enix, dude, you're seeing that people don't like it. You're seeing that people are against it, no matter where you're looking for it. Why do this? And honestly, you know, there were some people who said some really cool things that could happen with the help of NFTs, but they were in a different field altogether. And yes, it could help. Like, for example, you know, if you want to... I don't know, get a, get an ID? Instead of getting so many different cards and things like that, you could just have one NFT that is made for you. You use that, and basically all the information they'll ever need about you is in that NFT, and since it's non-fungible, it's really cool. You can't, you can't sell it, you can't do anything about it, and you know, that would prevent so many crimes from happening when they say, yeah, this, this guy's ID was stolen or, or sold, basically. So it, that kind of thing would work. But when you come out and, you know, make a template and just keep on copy and pasting it and saying, that, hey, I'm selling this for, I don't know, 10,000 bucks. Or when you make a game that you're like, oh, you like this skin? It looks cool. <laughs> you have to pay us. Otherwise, you can never, ever use it or see it. That kind of sucks, right? And next to that, of course, the damage that NFT does to the world, because, you know, as... As I understand it, every transaction, transaction, not even, you know, creating one, transaction is equal to 10 airplanes flying, going and coming back, which emits a lot of pollution, obviously. And it is so weird that many people are just, you know, supporting NFTs. But I don't know why Mr. Matsuda did this, why he said this. I don't know if he has any idea like how bad NFTs are to environment or anything like that. But I would like to think that maybe he would change his stance on the matter. Maybe, hopefully. But regardless, it's just terrible. I mean, I really hope they don't do it. But going on from a gloom news to a happier news... True Achievement has listed 55 Xbox achievements for GoldenEye 007, the classic game that was on Nintendo 64 and blew everyone's mind and basically set the stage 
for many shooter games to follow. So this um, this is apparently for the N64 game, but not necessarily for the N64 port or remaster or even remake. We heard apparently last year, early last year, that a beta build of a supposed cancelled 2007 HD remaster for the Xbox 360 had been leaked and people had seen it, people played it and it was pretty cool. But now we are far away from that. I mean that was 2007 that now we are 2022. Wow, pretty cool. So I think that this is either a remaster to keep the same visual aesthetic or um, I don't know, a full on remake. Either way, I'm game because GoldenEye was such a great game. I played it so many times, I played it multiplayer with my friends, and we had so much fun. So seeing it come out is pretty exciting, but the thing is we don't know is it just for Xbox or will we see it released on other consoles as well. Given the fact that we don't have much news, but we have like achievements for it, seems really weird and to this day we still don't know exactly what's going on. On the PlayStation side, PlayStation now has announced the newest January games that you can play. You can play Mortal Kombat 11, Final Fantasy 12, The Zodiac Age, and Fury Unleashed. There are also more games that are available, but the top three ones currently are this. Also, if you have Game Pass, Mortal Kombat 11 is also available on Game Pass. However, as I understand it, there's no campaign in the Game Pass version, which sucks for many people. I don't know why, but honestly, it's just uh, weird. Like, why would you put it there and not give it? I don't know the situation for PlayStation now. Hopefully not <laughs> like this. Hopefully better. But if you're a fan of either one of these games, you can play it. And be reminded that basically we have Final Fantasy 7 through 12 as games that are available currently on PlayStation now. Bloomberg has reported that the first game by Ken Levin's Ghost Story Games has been stuck in development hell due to Levin's stubborn man management style, which has led to many people, including some of the founders, to leave. An employee estimates that the game is so far off that it's at least two years away, if it is only two years. Given that this report states that Mr. Levin has such terrible management, it's very curious how Take-Two is not saying anything to this guy and is just like, oh, the game is not progressing? Okay, you still have more time and more money. Here you go. I don't know why, but from the report, we can understand that Mr. Levine has so much problem just trying to make a simple decision regarding it, their game. What they want to do, what they want to like, you know, focus on, and it seems that it's so bad that some people... Um, just basically wanted to do conception, as they called it, which was basically saying that, hey, we want to put this idea in his head and make sure that he thinks he came up with it so that we can move on with the game. But the fact that many people have left, including some of the founders, is cause for concern. And the fact that we still don't know what the hell the game is, is even a bigger cause for concern. I really hope that Mr. Levine is doing his best because, you know, basically... There are many people, many people um, who love uh, Ken Levine and his work, and we want to see him make a great game. But doing it like this, bro, just, I don't know, I don't know how 
he can have such a terrible management. But still, just be with it. And honestly, I'm not that surprised now that I think about it. Like, Bioshock Infinite was another game that changed so much from the initial reveal till the game came out. So I would not be surprised that, yeah, he cannot make that many decisions. Or he has issues doing that. I would just say, Mr. Levine, just do what you want. I mean, seriously. So, also, Square Enix, um, Square Enix's CEO's letter has triggered 8% jump in stock price, but gamers are not happy. As they suggest, playing to have fun was about to be outmodeled, out, outmodded by a different method of engagement. So. 8% after seeing almost all of Twitter attack this guy and still he was able to basically make his make the stock go higher. Huh. Kind of weird. So everything that we said doesn't really matter anymore. If you have Game Pass, there are many games coming to Game Pass really soon. You have Gorgoa, Goro, sorry, Gorogoa, Olija, The Pedestrian, Ember, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, Outer Wilds, these are all out on Game Pass right now, by the way. On January 13th, you can play Spelunky 2 and the Anacrusis. Yeah, these are the games that you can be playing. As for the games that will be leaving Game Pass, um, PUBG Battlegrounds will be leaving Xbox um, Game Pass Library on January 10th and will become free to play starting January 12th. So not a big deal. Also, there are some games that are leaving Game Pass, such as Desperados 3, Ghost of a Tale, Kingdom Hearts 3, Mountain Blade Warband, Pandemic, and Yeek, a postmodern RPG. Yeek sounds more like Yeet. <laughs> so, now there are some um, details that are available on um, RTX 3090 Ti and RTX 3050. So RTX 3050 is going to launch January 27 for 250 bucks. In terms of performance, it seems that compared to something like GTX 1650, it has far better performance. Like GTX uh, 1650, apparently, comparatively to this one, can give you something to do, I think it's like 50 or 52, 52 or 53 frames per second for Doom Eternal, while RTX 3050 gives you 120 or at least something very close to it and for control you can get steady 60 while GT X 1650 gives you like 30 frames per second it seems so overall it seems a much more powerful um, you know uh, graphic card but seriously why would you like you know show it like this I mean it would have been easier to compare it to something like 2070 or something like that i mean still the things that are shown here are really good but my question still is like uh like really what more can i can we expect <laughs> how much more can we get out of it like can we use rtx with these frames per second or how much will it get affected by it can we see like you know what resolution i mean they didn't apparently show it but anyways they also announced RTX 3080 Ti for laptop which will be launching for on February 1st for 
There's also a RTX 3070 Ti for laptop. Oh, these are just laptops. Okay, okay, okay. So these are just laptops that have these graphic cards in them. Okay, now it makes more sense. However, the pricing is like, holy shit, why? <laughs> so expensive. They didn't reveal much more about it, but apparently they're working with um, Alienware. Okay, makes much more sense. 16GB faster server G GDDR6. Okay, faster than desktop Titan RTX. All right, 120 plus FPS Ultra 1440p. Honestly, I don't really care about that. I mean, 1440p is the best place you can probably go for, but even if it's 1080, I still don't care. I really don't want to play 4K on a laptop. And it will be starting at $2,500. Kind of expensive. And they don't mention the CPU. I'm hoping it's at least Intel, uh, you know, uh, Alder Lake or Ryzen, but obviously it's not Ryzen. But the fact that it's Alienware, they could, like, have used it. I mean, like, maybe, you know, they made a deal with Alienware, and Alienware is like, okay, I will make two versions of it. Apparently, it also has a webcam, which is good. So, pretty good. As for the 3070, MSI is making it. Oh, no. 1.7 times RTX uh, 2070 Super. There's a power that it has. Um, 100 FPS for um, Ultra 1440p, which leads me to believe that, you know, if you have, like, I don't know, RTX 7, sorry, 3060, you're probably getting, like, maybe 90 or 80, something like that, if it's, like, close to this metric. But the fact that 3080 gets much more, that's pretty dope. It will start at 1499, which means that uh, 1500, basically, which still why <laughs> you, this is such a huge difference and honestly the power wise there is a difference as well but this big i don't know Depen i think it's more like you know msi and you know alienware giving their own brand a little push that way i don't think that nvidia has anything to do with the pricing <clears throat> anyways uh we also heard rtx 3090 ti coming out it has 24 gigabyte of ram at 21 gigabits per second, holy crap. 40 teraflops of GPU performance, 78 teraflops for ray tracing, and 320 teraflops for, blah, <laughs> 320 teraflops for AI tasks. Estimated to be 10 10% faster than, that's it? The specs look awesome, by the way. It looks really good, but only 10% faster? So what was the point of making this? Like, just to make it? I don't know, it sounds weird. The specs look amazing. It seems stronger than 3090 in many ways. But only 10%? I don't know, I, I think that I should leave this to Linus so that he can actually test it out and see like, why is it better? And at what tasks does it do a better job? Because otherwise, I, I honestly can't tell you because I don't have access to it. So I, I'll, ref I'll, I'll defer this to um, Linus Tech Tips. Okay, so moving on, we also heard that Death Stranding, Director's Cut, is going to come out on PC. Yay! So, <laughs> if you didn't know, it's actually going to happen. We're going to have it on PC as well. It was first um, located on Steam, having a Steam page, but later on... 
we heard that from officially from Kojima himself that yes, the game is indeed coming to PC very soon. So pretty cool. Of course, when I say pretty soon, it's not that soon, like a month or two months from now, but rather I think it's like four or five months. Still really good. Also, during the CES conference, uh, Sony announced um, the officially they announced PlayStation VR 2. Um, next to that, they also announced Horizon Call of the Mountain, which will be developed by Gorilla and Fire Sprite, which they have worked on um, other PSVR games in the past. So they will be working together to make a new Horizon game. As for what PSVR 2 will have in terms of specifications, you already know that they have the Sense controllers, which is basically they are basically controllers that look very much like um, you know the the ones that are used for something like um, Oculus or stuff like that. Um, so it is that, but it has the adaptive trigger and haptic feedback. So yay! <laughs> also, it seems to be a single court setup. You won't need a camera to do anything. Which, again, so far, so good. Uh, apparently the display is OLED inside the VR headset. They have a um, resolution of 2000 by 2040 per eye. Um, they have a panel refresh rate of either 90Hz or 120Hz. Mind you that also, since in the past you could play normal games with PlayStation VR headset, this means that if you don't have like um, a 120 hertz panel or TV, you can use this VR to basically play it, you know, 120 frames per second or 120 hertz mode. Although it's not that, um, you know, advised because, you know, it, it won't feel really good seeing it like that. So, apparently the lens separation is also adjustable. The field of view is approximately 110 degrees. Uh, they have motion sensor and uh, eye sensors, and uh, they have an attachment sensor, which is a, um, what is it, infrared proximity sensor. They have four cameras for headset and controller tracking, uh, infrared camera for eye tracking per eye, which is, so far, it seems they're really serious about the VR headset they're making. They have vibration on headset, yeesh, like your head goes... <laughs> And if you want to communicate it with your PS5, you just need a USB Type-C, which is that single cord setup that they said. And they have, uh, for audio, they have a built-in microphone for the input and output. You have stereo headphone jack. Continuing from that, you of course have the buttons that you have on your DualSense, but now it's split into two. Each hand has the corresponding on the DualSense, so if you want to know what exactly is there, just make your tool sense into half and see which buttons go where for example the right side will have your options button while your left side has your create button so that's that as for sensing and tracking we have motion sensors again uh, six axis motion sensing system which has been available on playstation since playstation 3 we have capacitive sensor which is finger touch detection and infrared led for position tracking as for feedback, we have trigger effect and haptic feedback. We also have USB Type-C port, which is the port it has, and communication, it has Bluetooth version 5.1. And battery, it has built-in lithium-ion rechargeable battery, so you don't need an adapter to connect to it. So again, you just need a single cord. You can just use it 
the USB Type-C to connect to your PS5, that's it. It's rechargeable. You basically charge it, play it, and put it down when you need to take a break or whatever. That easy. Looks pretty awesome. So yeah, it seems so cool. I love it, and I think that you know it's gonna be a banger. I, we don't know the pricing, by the way. It, hopefully, it won't be something like 500 bucks. And some people have been criticizing it, saying that, oh, Sony, what are you doing? You need to put more PS5 in the hands of people. Look, this is not like, uh, you know, a product that everyone wants to play. It's like more enthusiast kind of thing. And while I did hear that, you know, PlayStation VR 2 is trying to basically incorporate normal games into it as well, to give it a feel of VR as well. Um, at the end of the day, not everyone wants to have a VR headset, nor are they okay with it. Like, for example, I wear glasses. Will I be able to play PlayStation VR with my glasses, or will there be a problem? Hopefully there won't be, because I have played VR in the past and never had an issue with the glasses thing, but, you know, it, it was still not that comfortable putting it on. It was more like, what the hell. But, again, I hope that, you know, they... They do their best, and uh, we want to see more games. Yay. Ubisoft also recently announced that uh, Rainbow Six Extraction is coming on launch day on Xbox Game Pass. However, they had to make a little bit of a uh, correction or basically help people understand something. They said that Rainbow Extraction will be available to PC Game Pass and... Uh, the consoles so both sides will get it nice and rainbow six siege is coming to uh, pc and game pass on january 20 as well so either way you're getting two great rainbow six games i don't know about extraction but well, let's say it's good <laughs> i don't look i don't think it looks good by the way i'm just trying to be positive also they announced that ubisoft plus is coming to xbox platforms in the future this means that it's not part of Game Pass, so with your Game Pass, you're not getting the Ubisoft Plus. While, for example, you're getting EA Play, you're not getting this one. So, don't be excited thinking that, hey, I'm getting Ubisoft Plus, you're not. You're going to get it later as a separate subscription from Game Pass. And we will be under we'll be learning more news and, you know, launch dates and more things about, like, you know, okay, what is it? What, what will it be about? What games can we get? For example, EA Play gives you access to uh, Legendary Edition of Mass Effect, gives you effect to, gives you access to uh, Need for Speed Remaster or the other Need for Speed games. All so cool, really good. But Ubisoft Plus will not be part of Game Pass, so you have to pay for it separately, and you will be getting some perks. So, not that bad. So do note that, and don't think that you know it's basically like you know you're getting everything. <laughs> so. Oh, also, something really cool. Ghost of Tsushima has reached another fantastic milestone with over 8 million copies sold. Congratulations to Insomnia Games and Sony. You guys took a... You guys did a big gamble and it paid off and I think that, you know, you guys deserve it. And, uh... Honestly, it was a beautiful game and I can't wait to experience the um, director's cut. But... Um... You know, I just want to see them, you know, give a little um, sale on it. I mean, for the upgrade version. Because so far, every other version of Ghost of Tsushima got that, except for the one that many players probably want. I mean, 30 bucks, can't really go for it. 20? I will. 
but 20 sorry 30 for the upgrade to you know straight to the ps5 version nope sorry <laughs> also since this news came out jeff ross someone who used to work at um where did he work at <laughs> he worked on days gone but i just want to see what was the studio's name i forgot it for some reason sorry guys um he worked on Days Gone. He says that by the time I left Sony, Days Gone had been out for a year and a half. And then he puts in parenthesis saying, and a month. So what? Year and seven months? Much easier to say. And sold over 8 million copies. It's since gone on to sell more and uh, than a million plus on Steam. Local studio management always made us feel it was this big disappointment. Look, Mr. Ross, I know that you are passionate about the game that you made. But Days Gone was not a good game. I liked it, I played it, but I didn't go for it saying that, wow, this is amazing. Why did Sony do that? No, I was like, okay, fine. But 60 hours for a story that could not go well beyond 30? No, dude, way too long, way too long. Next to that, the game had so many bugs on launch. It had so many problems. So you cannot say that, yeah, the game was... An absolute banger you guys made it look like that it wasn't look it's not about that we 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 are not saying that you know the game was awful or anything but when it launched it was so suck it up and say that yeah it was and basically try to do better the next time I mean it's really not that hard <laughs> I don't know why everyone thinks that you know we had uh, we were out to get every studio that was like the same especially days gone nobody wanted to you know go for days gone they were only like you know we're out to get you no we were just like guy good game good game but needs a lot of work so we're not gonna get out and be like you know yeah definitely awesome <laughs> but i hope that they do it well and by the way be reminded that um, when it came to the second game, apparently the sequel idea was so bad that Sony was like, no. Not because Sony was like, oh, you guys sold 8 million? You guys improve your game after a year? Shit, we're not gonna green light a sequel? No, the idea apparently sucked. The idea was so bad. I think the idea was like, I don't know, like MMO type something? I think? I don't remember the rumor. I did report on it, but... It was something like that. It was so stupid. So, yeah, don't blame Sony. Also, Konami and their infinite wisdom, they decided to create NFTs for Castlevania. Yeah. So instead of making a new game for the 35th anniversary, why not NFTs? What's wrong with you, Konami? I'm not going to even talk about the same. How stupid it is. Like... Sheesh. Okay, Japanese console sales for 2021. Switch sold 5.3 million, five times of five times compared to all other consoles combined. PS5 sold 10 times more than Xbox Series X and S combined. PS4 sold 8,000 more than Xbox X and S. And 3DS sold almost 30,000 units. And Mr. Bachelor is asking, who's still buying it? I want to buy it. Never played 3DS. I would love to play it. So I would buy it too if I find it in my country. But not that easy to find it. 
Also, we had some new, um, uh, we had a new Forbidden West trailer, which was Tribes of the Forbidden West. It looked so good. Then we had some new screens uh, that came that basically showed the landscape and stuff like that. And my god, this game looks so good. Like, art style? Wow. I think, like, somebody said it was like, you know, they played Ghost of Tsushima and they were like, what? <laughs> Why is this game so good? And they were like, dude, I'm going to choose violence. <laughs> so they went out and made this version. So it looks really good. Um, okay, continuing. Oh, Mr. Grubby Grub Grub has recently said that Fallen Order 2 will likely be revealed before this year's E3, possibly around May. He wants. To, he said that uh, you can expect to hear about the game in a significant way before E3. Grubby Grub Grub said that. And Shinobi602, the famous Shinobi, um, has reported and given, give, he's given an update on Bioware. This is from the Bioware blog, so he's actually made it simpler to actually understand. He says that they are working, working through... COVID has been a very tough um, time for this studio, but they have adapted. They are now open to fully remote roles instead of relocation to Texas or Canada. They're rebuilding their reputation as top priority, and they're laser focused on building back the trust for the fans and the community gave them. Bioware, I still love you. I still think you guys make great games. I still play KOTOR from time to time on my laptop is one of the few games that I can actually play and it's really cool but I gotta say dude you need to do this right okay like you need to okay so I hope that you will I hope that you will gain back the trust that the fans have given you that you make the best games that you used to look I know it's hard losing many staff and many people who were part of it but I have no uh, problem believing that you can do it. So go for it. Bioware, you can do it. Also, E3 2022 announced that it will be online only again due to the pandemic. They said, due to the ongoing health risks surrounding COVID-19 and its potential impact on the safety of exhibitors and attendees, E3 will not be held in person in 2022. We are nonetheless excited about the future of E3 and look forward to announcing more details soon. The fact that E3 still thinks they, they are a big thing, good for you. <laughs> it saddens me to think that one of the biggest events that made me so excited for gaming is like, like you know, out, basically. Nobody wants to be part of it anymore. And something like Summer Game Fest took over, but I think that's like how life goes, right? I mean... You can't really complain. But Summer Game Fest is going to return um, on Summer 2023, obviously. And when they announced this, their site went live. So, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> they were like, oh shit, they're not going? I'm going then. <laughs> wow. So, that's that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Uh, oh, wow. Mike Futter actually said that this is a spin he heard from sources in mid-November before Omicron's emergence at the end of that month that the ESA, um, basically the ones that make E3, had abandoned their dates for the LACC. Shit. So apparently this was not 
only because of Omicron. They wanted to basically go online only again. But because of Omicron, they found a better reason. Okay, okay, good for them. Uh, Rebecca Valentine also showed a reaction to this by saying that, uh, what can you do? I've been investigating this for the last few months. Multiple folks told me their understanding was that the physical event had been quietly cancelled months ago and the ESA can't confirm the digital event even now five months out. Yeesh, not looking good, not looking good. Damn. Let's see. Oh, Fallout um, is getting a TV series. I didn't know, but Prime Video's Fallout TV series is moving forward with Jonathan Nolan. Nice. Set to direct based on the popular video game franchise. It will begin production this year. So this is getting this is getting to be a good um, start. I mean, last year we had a great start for uh, video games and was you know like near the end of the year. Now we're getting some really good starts this year. We're getting Halo TV series. We're seeing Fallout going to production. We are seeing Sonic 2 being such a great movie. There's so much here and I hope that this year we'll get to see so many cool stuff. I'm really excited. I mean, I really hope that this is what we're getting. Also, let's see if there's any news that I missed. Uh, we did talk about... Um, yeah, we did talk about Ghost of Tsushima and Days Gone, right? We did this, we did this, and we talked about Ken Levine, unfortunately, and, you know, how he cannot manage. Oh, yeah, also, also, also. This is not something that I condone, nor will I say that this is accurate or something like that, but um, apparently, according to Ty Tydex, one of the Twitter users, uh, he's saying that an exclusive action stealth open world game is greenlit and in development at PlayStation Studios. He says that this game is like a cross between MGS5 and Splinter Cell and you can approach the missions however you want, guns blazing or never seen. So make it so hard. You can basically just say Hitman goes open world. <laughs> like that would be a much more accurate representation because you know when you say you can never be seen or things like that, you know, you can say Hitman and you can say that yeah. Basically like that. I mean, could make sense. Could make sense. But still pretty awesome, pretty cool that you know this um this exists, this game and I'm I'm really excited. I don't know if, how accurate this kind of leak or thing is, but I'm excited regardless. Let's hope that this is um, real and we're going to see some awesome games. So thank you guys for joining this episode of Game Talk. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. I hope that it was good. And if you did, as always, um, like, share, subscribe, whatever you want to do. But either way, thank you guys for joining. I hope you enjoyed it. And I will see you guys next time. Um, actually, I will see you guys tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow for Anime Talk. Yay, we have three new chapters to talk about. I haven't read them yet, obviously. But uh, I did read the Tokyo Revengers one. And from now on, we also have Tokyo Revengers joining us. I will also be starting Chainsaw Man. I don't know why I've been putting it like, you know, pushing it back, but I will eventually start. So thank you guys for joining, and I hope that you guys had a fun time being here, and I will see you guys next time. 
on Anime Talk, or if you're a gamer, throwback reviews. See you guys very soon. Bye!